0: Connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay.
1: What is AOC? What is community media? Maybe these are small questions, but they have big answers. So big, in fact, that we had to make a whole podcast about just that. The short answer is in our mission statement building an informed and engaged community through media technology and education i'm matt roberts
2: find out what challenges aoc member Chantelle lewis Harrell faced during her first few weeks of her new job on this week's podcast episode of community quotes
3: a year to have access to high-quality cameras, audio, podcast, and editing booths, production equipment, educational workshops, and much more. AOC Community Media has evolved into a true media center focused on building an informed and engaged community through media, technology, and education. For more information about becoming an AOC member, visit our website at aocinc.org.
2: For us. Chantelle Lewis-Harrell, S-H-A-W-N-T-E-L-L, L-E-W-I-S hyphen Harrell, H-A-R-R-E-L-L.
0: All right, Chantelle, tell us a little bit about your background, uh, where you grew up, where you were raised, and where you went to school.
2: Well, I grew up in a small rural community called New Iberia, mm-hmm. a few miles south of Lafayette. And um, it was a very, very nurturing home. I grew up in a two-parent household. I have five brothers and two sisters, so I'm the baby of eight. Oh wow! Yes. Yeah, so Christmas and um, <laughs> other holidays are quite interesting. Yeah, we that's all a big have, family. It is a huge family. And then we all, you know, we're married, and then we had kids. Mm-hmm. So you can just imagine you multiply. how things are. Yes, we multiply. <laughs> family <laughs> vacations were massive. Let me tell you. Uh, so uh, I went to school at NISH, New Iberia Senior High. I graduated uh-huh. there. From there, I went on to Northwestern State University in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Uh-huh. And my major was, at first my major was theater. I went to school on a theater scholarship. I had these big lofty goals of becoming an actress one day. Uh-huh. So I that's what I always wanted to do. And I just decided, you know, that's not the direction I want my life to take. Mm -hmm. So I changed my major and I went into journalism. So I did some uh, backup reporting. I also was an assignments desk editor and then I moved behind the camera and I became a news producer. And that's where I fell in love with TV news. Awesome. Yes. So I became a news producer. And once I did that, I actually moved to Alexandria, Mm -hmm. Louisiana. I Got my first job there at KALB TV5.
0: Very familiar, I'm from Marksville, Louisiana. Oh, wow. So I've watched many shows. Yes, (laughs) yes, so I
2: was the primetime news producer for the 6 p.m. and the 10 p.m. newscast. Mm -hmm. And from there, my life just went on from there.
0: So what brought you to Lafayette, Louisiana?
2: Well, I'm from home okay. and uh, I separated from my husband mm-hmm. and we I moved back home mm-hmm. and I got a job at Woman's Foundation. I was the communications coordinator there. So I came back home to start over and begin a new life. And right. that's what I've done. I was there for two years. I had wonderful coworkers. I had wonderful experiences. And then I kind of expanded my skills into mm-hmm communications and marketing and PR because after I left television I went into sales then I did some community outreach Um, I worked in public relations a little bit. So all of those things came into play for my position at Women's Foundation. And um, I just loved it. And I was there for two years. Mm -hmm. And um, we call ourselves, the the office staff was just so close-knit, we called ourselves Wofo Yams. (laughs) um, And that's Women's Foundation Yams. It was really crazy. We had a great time. Okay.
0: (laughs) And now you're at Vermilionville, is that correct? Yes, Yes, right now
2: I am the Director of Communications at Bayou Vermilion District, Mm -hmm. which encompasses Vermilionville, which is the Living History Museum and Folklife Park. So there I'm responsible for all of the public relations, advertising, marketing, um, all of the PR for all of our events, our special events, and for our ongoing programs.
0: Okay, well let me let me touch on that because I remember a few weeks ago seeing in the news about the Vermillion Parish school board situation, and I remember seeing, uh, I believe David Sheramy on the news saying <laughs> that uh, Vermilionville, the Bayou Vermillion District, was getting a lot of complaints on its Facebook page regarding the school board situation, which is totally two separate things. So explain to me as someone new in that position, how you handled it. Baptism by fire.
2: (laughs) It was crazy. Uh, As the director of communications, my job is to monitor social media platforms Mm -hmm, as well. mm -hmm. So all of this took place, I think the uh, VP SB the meeting was on a Monday so that Monday night Tuesday afternoon I started getting all kind of crazy notifications on my phone <laughs> and I was like what's going on and I saw all these horrible comments and Derogatory some right. of them statements and and I was thinking oh my goodness what is going on? So mm-hmm. then I did a little research mm-hmm. and I found out what happened right and what it was people confuse vermilion parish school board mm-hmm. with Bayou Vermilion District mm-hmm. and it was mostly people from out of town yeah. that it, you know, part right. of the story.
0: For those, you know, watching at home, this was a national story about the teacher that was, that was uh, arrested. arrested at the um, school board meeting yes. uh, regarding uh, teacher pay raises. So, uh, apparently, you know, the backlash was huge from the community as it was. as you would expect and you guys caught some of the backlash. Yes, we did. We <laughs>
2: caught a lot of the backlash. We went from a stellar 5.0 <laughs> Rating to almost like a 2.3, 2.7. It was horrible. So, what I did as a director of communication, I just began to um, activate our our circle of influence people are very well familiar with what we do and who we are in the community Mm -hmm. so I sent out I went into crisis control damage Mm -hmm. control crisis Mm -hmm. communications and we were able to recover within about 24 hours so I sent out emails to all of the staff members to all of the board members and definitely to all of our brand ambassadors the people in the area who are familiar with our great work and from that point people just begin to to rally behind us, and we had such a huge, huge response, positive reviews. I remember,
0: because I went to your Facebook page to write a comment, and yes. I saw other, other yes. wonderful supporters yes. that you guys had, so yes. good job turning that around.
2: It was it was difficult, and I didn't do it alone. I mean, mm-hmm. our brand ambassadors really came to our rescue, and we just began to see so many positive reviews. And it, it kind of helped us realize, you know, people know who we are, and they appreciate mm-hmm the work that we do. So we turned that obstacle into an opportunity and it worked out well for us. Good. Yes. It was a challenge, but it worked out well. (laughs) Trial by fire. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well,
0: let's go a little bit back to your childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever you were a child, what did you envision yourself doing Mm -hmm. as a career? Is it Director of Communications? Was that in your eyesight at all?
2: Actually, it wasn't. As a child, I was very audacious, very Mm -hmm. dramatic, as a lot of people would say. I was really into dramatic performances. I was in just about every pageant in the city of New Mm -hmm. Iberia and surrounding Mm -hmm. areas, um, especially in our church. So, I was really good at performing oratorical speeches and when I was in high school I was on the speech and debate team and I went to several national conferences as a result. But as a child my mom really taught me about public speaking, dramatic interpretation, so Mm -hmm. I would travel to different areas performing um, different poems by Langston Hughes. When I was a child, I won first place uh, in our elocution contest for seven consecutive oh, wow. years. Wow! Yes, and Shel Silverstein you were was a contender. my favorite. I was a contender. <laughs> I was a competitor. And we would practice those poems over and over to the point my brothers and sisters were like, "We hate elocution time." <laughs> Yeah. Everybody in the house wow. knew the poem by the time the sure. elocution contest came <laughs> along, especially in elementary school. Mm-hmm. But um, God had just gifted me with that, and uh, it was something that was innate in me. Mm-hmm. So my mom saw that. She recognized it. My family supported me in that. So I wanted to become an actress. That was my goal. I, You know, when you're young, you never... Realize that the dreams you have for yourself at that age mm-hmm. will not come true. Right. People would tell me, you know, maybe you should prepare, get a backup career just in case you don't become this or you don't achieve this goal. I wanted to host my own talk show. Oprah was one of my, um, one of my uh, a mentor, not so much a mentor, but she was someone that I really admired. Mm-hmm. I aspired to do the wonderful things that she did. And that's what I wanted to do, but um, as I went along, things just didn't work out that way. And mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I still use a lot of my skill set, a lot of my training, mm-hmm. a lot of those experiences to sit where I where I am now. And I still get to use those things. Sure. but But um, not in that capacity, but in other capacity where it's still impacting lives. So, I'm. I'm happy with the decisions. Great,
0: great. Well, speaking of impacting lives, who would you say up until this point um, is the most influential person in your life, whether it's career-wise or personal?
2: The most influential person in my life would definitely be my mother. My mom is the matriarch of our family. Mm -hmm. We lost our father several years ago, so now she is basically all that we have. So Mm -hmm. she is our support system. She's been there for me through thick and thin. She knows me better than Mm -hmm. anyone knows me. She'll call and say, well, hey, how are you? I haven't heard from you in a few days. Is everything okay? Oh, yeah, Mom, everything is great. And she's just like, Chantel, you can fool some people some of the time, Um, but you can never fool your mom. That's
0: right. (laughs) Mom knows best.
2: Mom knows best, and Mom Mm -hmm. knows us. So I would have to say she would be my my the most influential person in my life you know some people look at um athletes mm-hmm. and they look at um actresses and actors and tv personalities celebrities, mm-hmm. celebrities mm-hmm. as their their major influences mm-hmm. and that's fine that's great but mine is a little bit closer to home
0: that's right nice. there it's from realistic. Your thing. Mm-hmm. it is
2: it is mm-hmm. yes
0: Um, In general, so this is, again, professional or personal Mm -hmm. to date, what is your proudest achievement?
2: My proudest achievement would be my son. He's a 14-year-old inquisitive teenager, and he's 14, but I always tell people he's 14 going on 20. Mm -hmm. So he's (laughs) mature. He's very mature. He's very insightful. He's very introverted. Mm -hmm. He's totally opposite of me. You know, I'm just talking and walking into a room and networking and speaking to people and just moving around and, and talking to everyone, and he's very, very quiet. He's more observant. He stands in the background, and he just takes a look at things, and he's very smart. He's a very strong kid, and I think that would be my proudest Mm -hmm. accomplishment. I I love the things I've accomplished professionally. I love those things. I'm proud of those things. I've met some great people who have really had a great influence on my life, Mm -hmm. but being a mom is the best the best thing in the entire world. Just watching them grow up from children Mm -hmm. and move into adolescence, then move into adulthood, standing Mm -hmm. on their own, owning their own personality. I think that's the most beautiful thing in the world. And it's not always easy. Being a mom is not always easy. Sometimes we struggle. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we make mistakes and I've made my share of mistakes with my son, Um, in my marriage, sometimes uh, in other areas of my life, but I just always believe that all things, all things work together for our good. Mm -hmm. And that's what I live by. That's what I stand on. My mom is a very spiritual person. Mm -hmm. We were reared in the church. Mm -hmm. We, our faith is based on Jesus Christ. I'm a believer. Mm-hmm. And I've, that's been instilled in me ever since I was a child. Mm-hmm. We would go to church—oh my, five, six, seven times a week. Wow, that's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yes, my friends are playing outside, and we're going to church. And you know, I'm like, Mom, can we just stay home today? I just yeah. want to go ride bicycles. <laughs> well, no, we have this going on mm-hmm. at church, so we have to go. And there was a point I kind of resented it. Sure. Honestly, it was mm-hmm. just a bit much. I thought. Right. But all of those lessons that I've learned then when I go through things, I reflect back on those times. Mm -hmm. I reflect back on the scripture. I reflect back on the conversations with mom and the, the, the experiences and the lessons. And I gain my strength from that and I move on and I go on and it's, it's not always easy. You know, I'm dealing with a lot of things now, Mm -hmm. but I believe that God is in control and I believe he will take care of me no matter what. And he'll take care of you. (laughs) So no matter what, God will take care of you.
0: That's a wonderful answer. And you have
2: to believe it. Sure. You have to believe it.
0: Um, Let's switch gears for just a minute and talk about AOC. Uh, How long have you been a member here? And uh, tell me how you first got involved with AOC.
2: I first got involved with AOC through my job at Women's Foundation. There were a couple of things that I wanted to bring to the position and to bring to the organization. I wanted to do PSAs for Mm -hmm. our organization. Women's Foundation is a reputable organization, but as I matriculated throughout the community, a lot of people still did not know who we were and what we offered. So I began to seek out avenues to where people can learn a little bit more about AOC and Mm -hmm. who we are. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did here. I came to AOC, we started doing PSAs every week. I did several bulletins that runs consistently on the television, letting people know who we are, Woman's Foundation. Um, I came in and we began a podcast here, so we were using the audio room. Mm-hmm. Yes, we had a great time. And we just interviewed different organizations whose mission were similar to ours, mm-hmm. and we partnered with some of those organizations. And the podcast went very well. And I began using all of the resources that AOC had to offer. So, I've been involved since about 2016 and then in my new position at Bayou Vermilion District as Director of Communications, mm-hmm. we're also going to get even more involved here because there are some things that I'd like to bring to the organization that AOC offers.
0: Wonderful. Yes. What was your first impression of AOC whenever you joined and, and uh, as the foundation, you know, representative? Uh, What did you think about AOC? Well, when I
2: first came to AOC, I was still, I had relocated back from Alexandria. So Mm -hmm. when I came back, everything was different. Lafayette had grown Mm -hmm. and we had all of these great resources that I didn't know about. Mm -hmm. And when I first came to AOC, my first impression was, wow, what a tool for the community. What great programs, what great equipment they offer for people who want to go into various um, things, mostly concerning the arts. Um, people who want to get the word out about their organization. And my first impression was just what a great resource for this community. So we begin to use all of the resources that AOC offers Mm -hmm. and it was really really beneficial to our organization. So I'm really glad that I was able to get involved and stay involved and then in the future through Bayou Vermilion District we're also going to use some of the resources that you all have here to promote who we are even the more throughout Lafayette Mm -hmm. and the surrounding parishes.
0: Such as a podcast or a show. Uh, Tell me a little bit more about what type of project you envision in the future. In the
2: future for Bayou Vermilion District using the resources that AOC offers I envision doing a podcast definitely. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come in and do some PSAs Also use the bulletins as well. But I really wanna get a podcast going and that's gonna be my goal for the second quarter, to get that podcast going, edit, and also to place on our website and then place on some of our other, our social media platforms as well. We have a lot of content Mm -hmm. and AOC allows you to come in and record. You can even edit at AOC and once you do that, then you have that product so you can share with the community. So those are my future plans with, uh, with AOC.
0: Great, great. Glad to hear that, glad we can be of service.
2: Absolutely.
0: All right, I'm gonna switch over to some fun questions now uh-huh. and uh, a little bit um, more about you getting to know you. Um, what would your best friend or closest family member say is your best quality?
2: My closest family member and my best friend, <laughs> actually, would tell you that my best quality would be my public speaking ability mm-hmm. but my quality would be compassion and getting to know people mm-hmm. and being personable with people so it's it's several it's yeah. not just one yeah. thing but all of those things kind of are under the same umbrella right they would say that chantelle will talk to anyone, (laughs) she never meets a stranger. They would probably tell you other things like, oh wow, Chantel is very outgoing, she's very spontaneous. Some of my family members would probably say, oh my gosh, she's just crazy, she's over the top. just she's a mess.
0: Well you don't seem that way. Well thank you so much
2: maybe I should have my family members come and talk to you. Yes but my best friends would probably say that too because they know me on a personal level Mm -hmm. but they would also tell you that I'm very encouraging I'm very supportive. They can tell me hey Chantel I want to be president and okay yes well okay this is what we can do. We can do this this and this and I'm full of ideas creative ideas and Mm -hmm. lots of energy which sometimes can be exhausting. Yeah yes it's very exhausting sometimes you
0: don't want to spread yourself too thin and that's one of the
2: things that i do i spread myself too thin (sighs) because it's so many great things that i want to do Mm -hmm. in my life especially now at 40.
0: right right you know so you don't look a day over 25. oh thank you (laughs) thank you so much
2: (laughs) i feel it sometimes
0: (laughs) sometimes i feel 80. don't worry about that um whenever you were talking about you know your um passion and things that you like to do and, and encourage people. And I can definitely see that side of you. Um, are you involved with any nonprofit organizations or plan to become involved in helping any charities in the Lafayette community? Actually,
2: yes, I am involved in, um, with a nonprofit organization, and it's the United Way of Acadiana. When I first came back to Acadiana, when I was at Women's Foundation, my boss came to us and she said, I think we should start getting involved in the community a little bit more. So what we did, we chose an organization, a nonprofit, and we started to do some volunteer work. And the first thing I did, I became a United Way reader. And that program is uh, you go into the school system and the teachers select students who are on the borderline. They're having a little trouble reading. Mm -hmm. They haven't fallen behind Mm -hmm. in school, but just with some extra help they could become even better. Um, So we are paired with a student and we would go there every week and I began just really falling in love with you know what I was doing and helping the kids and helping um, helping them achieve academically and just becoming better readers. So I've been doing that for several years, and I've also worked with the Career Connections program through the United Way as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we probably saw over um, maybe 3,000 to 4,000 kids at the Career Connections um symposium that they put on, and it was amazing. And I was in leisure and entertainment. So what we did, we got the kids to sit down and tell us how much money they wanna spend for outdoor activities, for their hobbies, for um, fitness and travel, different parts of their lives. And we, we helped them work out their budget. And as high school kids, I mean, some kids were spending fifteen hundred dollars per month on leisure and I was like okay well that's good now at this point you have to keep in mind you haven't eaten yet you haven't paid your mortgage <laughs> or your rent right the um, essentials yes yeah. the essentials <laughs> you know the basic things you have to put gas in your car to go to work you know Even you want to have insurance yes yeah. then you have to pay the insurance and you have to take care of the maintenance and they were like wow we never thought about all of that and I said yes you know that's all a part of life that's all a part of growing up and being mm-hmm. an adult, so a lot of kids will they said, "Well, my mom is going to pay for this at that point." I said, "No, you have to remember this is when you're on your own. Yeah. you know, our priorities start to change yeah. whenever we have to pay for them right right so the kids were like, "Oh yeah, I think I'm going to go home and thank my parents."
0: Oh, how a nice. lot of them,
2: yes, because they didn't realize. That it cost for everything, mm-hmm. so um, that was a great experience. That sounds
0: like a great project to be involved with.
2: It was a great project, and mm-hmm. I volunteered, and it was just, it was just a great experience for me as mm-hmm. well, just mm-hmm. to be able to help them and to see that light go off and say, "Wow." you know, maybe I need to get a little bit more serious with my studies so that I can have that great career Mm -hmm. that I want to have so that I can afford to do the things that I want to do. The things
0: that are on your leisure list. Yes, the
2: (laughs) things that are on your, and they wanted to go to Greece. One young man said, I want to travel every month. I want to have, I want to be able to have my uh, cell phone. I want to be able to go on cruises and have these elaborate parties and i said wow that's great mm-hmm. that sounds amazing yeah. i'm gonna come to your house and yeah. you know have spend some time <laughs> with you and your family but uh they had big lofty goals mm-hmm. but then they realized that it's going to cost money
0: right so right. they
2: um some of them scaled it down some of some of them were like no i'm just going to make it and i'm going to do it and i'm gonna, uh, just this is what i'm going to spend and i'm going to live that life <laughs> So it was fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: Well, speaking of of dream vacations, if Mm. you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Wow. (laughs) Can we come back to that Yes, we can. (laughs) Not a problem. And then I'm going to ask you another question about people that influence uh, your life. Um, If you could spend one day in someone else's shoes, who would it be and why would you choose that person? Can we come back? To yes, I can. <laughs> I'm throwing some out No, no, Just, I know.
2: I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not having to think. It's so many people, but I need to narrow it down. Not a one. problem. Okay. Not a
0: problem. <clears throat> and then this is another one that um, this is a good question to ask regarding whether it's um, a celebrity, someone in history, a family member. If you could have dinner with someone, uh, whether they're living or deceased, um, who would it be? and why, and you can pick more than one person.
2: This, if I could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, I, I would say that person would be Jesus Christ. God, why, mm. did you, <laughs> why did you allow me to go through this? Why did you allow me to go through that? What is my purpose in life? Uh, where, what steps should I take? How can I make this situation better in my life. Mm-hmm. And I would like to have dinner with him because he knows all and he sees all and he can be able to possibly help me in my life and to help me become even more successful.
0: Yeah. Can we come back to that question? You so, bet you answered it beautifully. I mean, I, I, so I don't know if we people, even need to come back to it. <laughs>
2: it's kind of corny, but no. you know, if, and if you don't believe in God or Jesus, then of course I don't know, but it would, it would be, it would be Jesus. Yeah.
0: I think that's a, a, that, that's my a answer. good yes. person to ask yes. a lot of questions to. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I think he'd have some insightful answers. I would hope so. uh, let's switch gears into some, some fun categories. Um, music. What mm-hmm. are some of your favorite bands or musicians? Do you like a lot of local artists or artists on a national level? What, uh, what's your preference when it comes to music? When it comes to
2: music, I'm very, very diverse. I like all types of music. I like country music, reggae music, jazz, R&B. I love gospel music. The lyrics just really speak to your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to attend local festivals and attend uh, different small venues around town, hearing some of the local artists. I can't remember all of their names, mm-hmm. but um, I just love that about Lafayette and about Acadiana. Every night you can go somewhere and enjoy some live music. I really, there was this one artist, um, it was a young lady. Her first name, I know it was Elise. And uh, she played a variety of music. And she was just really, really a good performer. She was an excellent entertainment entertainer. And her voice was just almost angelic. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to Lafayette gigs to see who's playing where, I would try and look her up and see where she would she would be playing. Mm-hmm. So um, I love all sorts of music. Um, I, just, I just love music. They always say it's the universal language. Mm-hmm. It speaks to your soul. You can be so expressive when it comes to music. And um, I just really, I enjoy all of it. Some of my favorite all time singers would be um, some of the R&B uh, singers, the legends, I would say Prince, Michael Jackson, Absolutely. And actually, when I came to Lafayette, I was able to attend, I never attended any Michael Jackson concerts, but I was able to attend the Janet Jackson concert Mm -hmm. that was here in the Cajun Dome. And I had a phenomenal Mm -hmm. time. She has been one of my my all-time favorites ever since I was a child growing up with... Uh, control and Rhythm Nation, and we were younger. We were all trying to dress like Janet mm-hmm. and dance like Janet. And I tell you, of course, we couldn't do it. You know, right. it was, I know
0: I practiced myself. I, yes, I can't emulate her moves. No, so right. no.
2: There was, there's only one Janet. Right. And she came to the Cajun Dome and she gave a phenomenal show. She and she still mm-hmm. has her personality and yeah. her dance and Forever. her moves. So she was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I love the greats. I love Luther Vandross. Um, Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. Gladys Knight, um, all of those, Patti LaBelle, I really love a lot of gospel artists as mm-hmm. well. Um, Fred Hammond, um, John P. Key, oh my God. Um, it's so many of them, C.C. Winans, I love Martha Menizzi. Um, it's just so many of them. And actually, several, several years ago, as a journalist, I began to do some freelance writing for several magazines. Mm-hmm. And one of the magazines I freelance for was called um, Epitome Magazine, and it's the number one gospel publication in the country. Wow. And they're based out of Dallas, mm-hmm. and I got a chance to meet the, the, the founders of the magazine and the publishers, and they were just great people and I started writing different stories for different segments in their magazine. Mm-hmm. So I got a chance to meet some extraordinary people. I got a chance to interview Fred Hamlin, oh, wow. and he was my all-time favorite, so oh, I got a I chance bet. to tell him yeah. that. Uh, John P. Oh, Pique. that's nice when
0: you're a big fan and then you yes, get to talk to them. and then you get to
2: talk to mm-hmm. them. It was an amazing, an amazing <laughs> interview. Um, Tamala Mann, mm-hmm. I was able to speak with her and interview her Cece Winans, who's also one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I was able to spend some time with her and just get to know her as on a personal level. So that was a great experience. And then I was able to talk to just everyday people. There was a segment called, um, marriage life. So I began to interview different couples that had been together for 40 years or you know, 35 years and ask them, what is the secret to your marriage? You know, mm-hmm. What makes it work? You know, what are some challenges that you all overcame? Or what are some things you would tell young couples that are considering getting married? What is some advice? And then I was able to highlight some community greats. Some were athletes. Mm -hmm. Some were just people in the community just doing great things, making a difference in the lives of others. So that's a great experience that I really, really enjoy.
0: Sounds uh, like a wonderful uh, list of people that have you know, influenced your life. Yes. Um, Are you reading anything right now? Are there any books that are on your uh, favorite uh, list or... Uh, are you currently reading any books?
2: Okay. Yes, I am. And a lot of the books I read now has to do with my career. Okay. So a lot of things I'm reading, it's uh, like public relations in museums. Mm-hmm. I'm learning more about the culture of the Acadian Creole and Native American people mm-hmm. in the period that we represent at Vermilionville. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that I'm kind of into right now, just learning how to become more efficient at my job and attending workshops and um, attending the different organizations. I'm a member of the okay. Public Relations um, our Association of Louisiana, the Acadiana Chapter. Mm-hmm. I'm also a one ambassador member. So a lot of those things influence all of the materials that I read, and it's mostly work-related. And I kind of miss just reading a book. You know, we would go to the beach on our family vacation. Yeah. Sometimes I would grab a book and just sit on the beach and mm-hmm. read. Um, just just get a, in
0: your own zone, my own yeah.
2: zone, and just relax from mm-hmm. work and just mm-hmm. kind of have that downtime. Right. So um, I haven't had a chance to do a lot of that as of the last four or five months, but I'll get there. Okay. So what I'm reading now is anything that can affect positively affect my career.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So okay. all things public relations, all things management, all things um, advertising, marketing. Things of
0: that nature. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning a lot. (laughs) Very good, very good. Um, We're at the beginning of the year. We're in February right now. Do you, towards the end of the previous year, ever make any New Year's resolutions uh, or any plans for the upcoming year? And if so, do you have any plans for 2018? Or you know, plan to conquer the world? <laughs>
2: I have great plans for okay. 2018. I would say, yes, I do make New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end of January, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm supposed to be eating better. I'm supposed to be exercising more. I'm supposed to be doing this or doing that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it just, it doesn't happen the way we plan. But this year I've resolved to leave the past behind, not sweat the small things, begin to, build a closer relationship with my family, with Mm -hmm. my friends, Mm -hmm. with my son, begin to really help him become more empowered as a teenager and as a young man growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, And other things I wanna do is just become the best version of myself in whatever capacity that may be, whether it's in uh, volunteering, whether it's becoming the best director that I can become professionally, whether it's becoming a better friend, a better Christian, um, just a better person all around. Those are the goals I have for myself in 2018 and not just 2018, but beyond. I just want to live out my life to the fullest. I want to um, really follow my passion and I really want to just fulfill God's purpose for my life, whatever that may be. And I want him to use my gifts so that I can affect my circle of influence and affect other people positively and just go on to do great things. Mm -hmm. And I believe that great things are within all of us. I believe that greatness is within all of us. And you know, a lot of times we start off the new year with these huge lofty ambitions. And like I said, at the end of January, we've forgotten about Mm -hmm. them. But if you're true to yourself and you're honest and you say, you know, realistically, I can accomplish this in this quarter, maybe by June I can have this done. And then by December, I'll be at this place. If we break those things down and come up with smart goals, which is specific, measurable, they're very accurate, they're realistic and timely, the word smart. And if we do those things in all facets of our lives, I think that at the end of the year, we'll see an improvement and we'll see some progress so that we can be impactful in our lives.
0: Well, speaking of um, our lives, you know, in totality, how would you like to be remembered whenever that day comes, when you pass away? How do you want uh, your legacy to be on other people? (laughs)
2: At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, the legacy that I want to leave behind for my son, for this community, I want people to say, you know what? Chantel lived her life. She was kind. She was compassionate. She lived her life full of love. She forgave. She lived. She laughed. She experienced all of the great things that life sent to her. She overcame obstacles with grace and finesse, even though she may have been knocked down in one area, she rose again and she was powerful and she forgave those that did her wrong. She overcame insurmountable odds. And I want people to remember me as a person that was just a representative of Christ and my love walk and how I treat people, how I communicate with a stranger. Um, I want to be remembered as just a good person who was living her life and trying to do whatever God placed in her heart to do. I would say I want that to be my legacy.
0: Wow. Well, that's a that very impressive my... one at that. Yes. Well, that concludes our interview. You did an amazing job. Thank Thank you you so so much. much.
3: AOC Community Media is looking for volunteers interested in supporting the community while gaining new skills as part of a project called Take On Lafayette. Volunteers, either individually or as part of a crew, will choose assignments according to their interests and then record non commercial local events on behalf of community organizations. AOC is accepting volunteers of all levels, from beginners to professionals. Volunteers who join the Take On Lafayette crew will receive free. Assignment, coaching, and free access to necessary equipment. The content recorded and edited by volunteer crew members will ultimately be seen on AOC's two television channels, Cox Communications 15 and 16, and LES Fiber 3 and 4, as well as online. To sign up as a volunteer, email AOC at info at AOCINC.org
1: is produced by AOC Community Media. Contributors include Othello Andrus, Mary Baudouin, Ed Bowie, Lillian Dejon, Annette Diaz, Joe Boosie Ferguson, Nancy Judice, Joseph Klessanen, William McFarlane, Matt Roberts, Skip Shannon, Christy Tracy, Jasmine Tillery, Jacob White, and Shahid Williams. Music in today's episode, Luna's Little Friend, Ukulele Instrumental by Ivan Shu. Yurikosh Key by Nagno. The Long Goodbye by John Pazdan. AOC Community Media is located at the Rosa Parks Transportation Center, 101 Jefferson Street, Suite 100, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70501. For more information, go to our website at aocinc.org, call 337-232-4434, or email info at aocinc.org. Until next time, stay informed and engaged.